You may have guessed this from the title, but this minisode contains strong language. Like, really super strong language. Consider yourselves warned. What do you want, Donovan? Why do I feel like I'm in the fucking principal's office? I would like to attempt to have a serious conversation with you. <laughs> right, as opposed to our typical light and fluffy chit-chats peppered with nothing but chuckle fuckery. A serious conversation begins out of a place of respect for all participants, wouldn't you agree? And a serious conversation means both participants take that mutual respect seriously. You respect me? Let me work. You were berating me about being a little bit behind like 30 minutes ago. I don't have time for this. I don't... I don't even have time to think of a clever pun about how little time I have right now. I'll be brief. There have been some complaints about your professionalism. My professionalism? Specifically, your choice of unprofessional vocabulary. Ugh, we've gone over this, Donovan. You want me to take the most complex scientific breakthrough in the history of the very thing I've only just discovered how to manipulate and water it down to time travel for dummies? That's an entirely different issue. The fact is, your mouth produces two wildly different kinds of unlistenable jargon. It's either PhD gibberish or filthy profanity. Holy shit. I am in the principal's office. I invent time travel and you're going to scold me for saying H-E double hockey stick? You say a lot worse than that. And it's become a distraction. To whom? That's classified. Oh, give me a fucking break. What is it with you soldier boys? You get your dicks hard storming beaches but hear a little colorful language and you look ready to lose your goddamn lunch. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know what kind of gutter mouth future you come from, but here, in 1945, we respect people. It's all part of that serious conversation I told you about earlier. Respecting everyone involved and making sure that they're comfortable. It was Barlow, right? What? Who complained? It was Quentin Barlow. The people who contacted me about this issue will remain classified. People? So it's more than one. I have received several complaints. But one of them was from Barlow, because I was just with him, and I was frustrated and swearing like a hungover sailor, and then he bounced, and then the next thing I know, I'm being hauled into Principal Donovan's office by some crew-cut jackboot fucking robot. I don't know what you're talking about. Wouldn't it make you feel better if you just said, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about? No. Have you ever even tried to fuck? Uh... Say, say fuck. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Say fuck. I wish, I wish I could shove those words back in my mouth. You're not the only one. And you are going to try to do that very thing. You are going to try really hard not to be such a potty mouth or there will be repercussions. <laughs> Who says potty mouth? Seriously. Sally. You really never said fuck, have you? That's none of your concern. Right. Classified. Got it. But actually, that makes sense. You're probably not the only one. Barely anyone has. Man, the past is so uptight. I need to know that we have an understanding. I'll tell you what. I will personally promise that you won't receive any further complaints about my professionalism. So you're going to keep your foul mouth in check? That's classified. Diary of Sally Grissom, August 18th, 1945. Here's the weird thing. I don't even think I swear that much. I do it when I, like, stub my toe or lock my keys in my car or when I'm super stressed out because if I fuck up with the time machine, my gory bisected torso is going to scare the shit out of a much younger me. But after Donovan yelled at me, I, I had this thought. 
swearing is great. Like, when you really find the perfect combination of filthy curses, you feel like a fucking champion. That is a scientific fact. I may have found my true calling. I didn't go back in time to win World War II, or invent skateboarding, or rock and roll. I am here to teach an entire generation of people how to throw up their middle fingers and say, Get the fuck off my train! Swearing is good for you? Come on, Sally, that's a bit rich. It's 100% scientifically fucking proven. These researchers in the UK did this whole study. Asked 140 students to stick their hands in consistently cooling water while monitoring their vital signs. Half of them could swear, the rest had to stay silent. The 70 who were allowed to swear experienced a hypoalgesic effect that disrupted the link between perception of pain and the feeling of pain. Swearing makes you hurt less. That's malarkey. You'd feel a lot better if you could just say, that's bullshit, but it's not bullshit. Swearing makes you feel better psychologically because it's an easy way to trick the brain into thinking you're doing something rebellious and exciting when you're really just making sounds with your mouth, just like you always do. Exactly. It's just a string of syllables, which is all the more reason why there's no need to use them. No, th that's all the more reason to use them, Partridge. Keep up, goddammit. Look at it this way. What's the difference between the words poop and shit? One is a word we don't use in polite society. No, the answer is basically nothing aside from their components. They're synonyms. They mean the exact same thing, but one is acceptable to say, and one isn't. One gets you in trouble, earns you disapproving looks in public, gets you written up or fired, and the other just makes you sound like you're a potty-training toddler. The weird thing is, the potty-training toddler word is the acceptable one for us grown-ups. Swearing, saying shit rather than poop, changes that. It fires up the amygdala, the, the emotional processing bit of your brain, Triggers you to be on edge allows you to express the paradoxical tension that comes with the powerful social taboo of not using certain coded words with our willingness to rebel against the establishment. In short, it gives you an insane rush to the head, all without facing any real kinds of consequences or danger. Didn't you just say it could get us fired? We're working on a time travel device for a top secret government agency and you're worried they're going to fire us for using naughty words? Fuck that noise. Noise? Sally, that's not profane, it's surreal. It, it's, a, it's an expression, you know, Noise, in, in, uh, interpreting specific oppressive conversation as indecipherable nonsense, a.k.a. bullshit. Come on, Partridge, try it, say shit, see how you feel. Look, I can express my frustrations just fine. I have a large and complex vocabulary that allows me to express myself without recourse to vulgarity. Bullshit. What do you mean, bull- Oh, so close. Why do you think I can't express myself? You're frustrated right now. So go ahead, express your frustration. I, I am very frustrated. I would- very much like to go back to doing my actual job, but instead I am stuck in a pointless and increasingly offensive conversation. You see, I expressed my feelings entirely using socially acceptable vocabulary. But, but you didn't really express anything. You explained. That's not the same thing. The word frustration conveys a certain emotional data point, but it does so in a purely intellectual way. Saying frustration doesn't express frustration any more than saying, oh hell, let's go with adenocarcinoma, any more than saying the word adenocarcinoma expresses the experience of gruesomely wasting away from stomach cancer. It's the same bullshit notion that thinking should supplant feeling. But being a scientist doesn't mean you stop feeling things. It, it doesn't mean emotions don't get to you. It just means you feel very, very strongly about uncommonly esoteric topics. Science is a pursuit of passion. Discovery is a byproduct of passion. Knowledge is born of the love, yes, love of knowing. 
If you haven't experienced that, then you are in the wrong profession. Sally, this... You're exhausting me, and we have so much to do. Look, I know Donovan is riding your ass to turn out results, but I personally guarantee this will make you feel better. Stop sulking. I need your help with the others. The others? I am going to teach them all how to swear like proper goddamn vulgarians. Sometimes I think the hardest part about being a time traveler working in the past is that I can't even use the single most important word for people in our specific circumstances, pursuing our specific course of research to have in our lives. Mindfuck. It's the only word that really describes what it feels like to have your entire way of looking at the world, your entire understanding of identity and causality and, 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 and everything, just turned upside down but kicked out the window. Our daily routine involves actively dwelling on the causal complexities of temporal paradox. What else could you call that? These people need this word. They just don't realize it. So the more combinations of curses you string together, the more powerful your swearing will be and the better you'll feel. It also helps to have something to focus on. For example, most people involuntarily swear after suffering a minor injury. I'm sure you've all experienced that before, right? Barlow, what do you say when you've had a painful accident like that? Ouch? Yeah, okay, but wouldn't you rather put some oomph into that ouch? Fucking ouch! Try that. This is ridiculous, and I won't have any part of it. Oh, oh my god. Excuse me. Oh my fucking god. You were one of the people who complained to Donovan, weren't you? I don't know what you're talking about. Wow, I had no idea you were such a spineless pussy. Don't say that. <laughs> pussy? Partridge, you're a pussy if you can't even hear pussy, let alone say pussy. Just be glad I didn't use the C word. C-R-A-P? Oh boy. We've got a lot of work to do. I'm not clear on how this is helping us to do science. Because I'm improving your general mental stamina. It's a method for exercising the pent-up frustrations that impede productive rational thought by fully expressing them in a neurochemically efficacious way. Okay, I can follow that. Really, Esther? Really? I'm a woman of science. I'm game for an experiment. Let's start simpler. Barlow, how about a simple... God damn it. Try that. What am I asking God to damn? The... Ouch. The, the boo-boo. The, the accident. I don't know. What difference does it make? You're torturing us, Sally. Do you understand that you're torturing us? I just don't see the point if it's not directed at anything or anyone specific. You're thinking about this a little too literally? You're not actually commanding God to damn something. But it'll be more effective if I think I am, right? If it makes you feel powerful because you're transgressing, wouldn't it be more effective if the transgression is larger? If I'm not just taking God's name in vain, but actively committing an act of hubris? He's got you there, Sally. You know, let's leave the uh, blasphemy angle out of it for now. Maybe that's just too much power for Barlow. Am I still supposed to be cursing? No. Yes. Uh, sh shit? Okay, shit! Yeah, we can work with that. A perfectly serviceable general purpose epithet. Stub your toe? Spill your coffee? Shit! Miscalculate your coefficient of friction? Double shit! And that's fine. Basic swearing for basic troubles. But what if you've broken your toe? That hurts a lot more than basic declaration of shit can convey, but you can append it with modifiers to enhance its power. And there's room for nuance, too. For instance, which would you rather be? A dipshit or a dumb shit? I am sure nobody wants to be either. Uh, if I had to be one, I guess I'd rather be a dipshit? Very good. Why? Because it's sort of cute sounding, I guess. It sounds more innocent. That's exactly right. It's less harsh. 
A dipshit is someone sort of harmlessly useless, whereas a dumb shit actively undermines more competent people through their foolishness. So can we move this along to the advanced class? If you feel you're ready for it. Oh, I'm fucking ready. <gasps> Esther. Esther, I'm shocked. Why? You're not Sally. What is that supposed to mean? Nothing, just that Esther is, you know. A proper lady. Exactly. Esther comports herself. Ouch. Sorry, Sally. You're apologizing to the wrong person. You know he's totally full of shit, though, right? What? what? He's full of shit. Anthony curses plenty. If he doesn't realize I'm in the room, if he thinks he's alone, or there's just Jack or Quentin or Bill Zonovan, he swears like anybody. Once you or I walk in, though, or at least once he realizes I'm standing there... Okay, I confess. I've said A words, and SH words, and B words, and F words. I've said all the words! When I was 13, my mom made me suck on a bar of soap for an hour and a half after my father paddled my, my behind to teach me a lesson. Can we drop this now? Can we move on? Okay, point to you. That time you actually expressed yourself. And without a single swear word. But we still haven't addressed the issue of why no swear words. Because it obviously has nothing to do with the personal aversion you've been claiming this whole time. It's consideration, Sally. Just basic, gentlemanly consideration. You know... For ladies. What conversation are we even having? I've been telling you this whole time that it's fine to curse around us. Around you, but you're you. And I'm me. Right. Anthony, I swear all the fucking time. I just don't swear around you because I know you're too dainty to handle it. What is this? You got some kind of secret second life where you go around spewing profanity? Well... Every woman has a secret second life. Not every woman. Oh, I know that look. The not-my-wife look. He's thinking about how Helen tells him every little thought in her pretty little head and would never let a dirty word pass her lips. She wouldn't. <laughs> Newsflash, Partridge. Helen can drop an F-bomb like a pro. I... She can what? She could say fuck, Partridge. I've heard your wife say fuck multiple times. So have I. Me too. Okay, fine. You swear, Esther swears, my wife swears, all the women swear. Welcome to the modern world. Aren't we proud of ourselves? Empirically, I'd have to say yes. I'm honestly looking forward to this advanced lesson. <sighs> Fine. Go ahead. Let's have the advanced lesson. What's it about? Well, it's about fuck, of course. So it all just comes down to sex, then? What? No, it has nothing to do with sex. That's not the point of good vulgarity. It's just about the aggressive viscerality of it. So, if I call someone a motherfucker... Whoa, 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 whoa that whoa, is going whoa, a little too far. For. I'm not actually accusing them of incest. I'm just calling them an asshole in the extreme. Can't I just call them an asshole? Are you kidding me? Did you hear the reaction when I said motherfucker? Come on, come on really? Wait, you see the difference? And again, like with shit, you can pair fuck with all sorts of suffixes and prefixes. So when we want to go another step beyond dipshit and dumb shit, we could take it all the way to dumb fuck to describe someone who is not only intellectually detrimental, but intellectually detrimental in an interpersonally noxious manner. And there's infinite suffixing possibilities from there. Uh, fuckhead, fucknut, fuckwit, fuckup, fuckload, fuckton, fucktastic, fuckpuddle, fuckwind, fuckwad, fucksplosion, fuckadoodle-doo, or going the other direction, you could connect more than one vulgarity to create such evocative insults as dick shit, uh, taint goblin, ass balls, or shitfucker. Taint goblins? Are those... They don't always have to make sense. The idea is just to shout something horrible rather than losing your shit. Wait... Does that mean- It means having a tantrum! Jesus, fuck puddle, Barlow, stop asking dumb fuck questions, okay? Yes, ma'am. Sorry for... for being such a dumb... butt? Dumbass. 
Yes, well, you've pushed me into it. I'm at my limit, and I simply cannot take it anymore. You've insulted my manners. You've insulted common decency. You've insulted my wife. So I'll insult your ears. You're all behaving like little shit bastard kangaroos with double dumbasses and goddamn Jesus Christ dipstick shits for heads up your butt sticks. Butt sticks. I hope you all go to hell and, and, and lick ass fucks while sucking goddamn dumb shit ball wads. Jesus Christ, Partridge. No wonder you didn't want to swear. You are really bad at this. Fuck you, Sally! Ah, there we go. That's much better. Now how do you feel? How do I feel? How do I feel? I feel great, actually. I've wanted to say that to you since the moment I met you. Aw, thanks, Partridge. Fuck you, too. Ars Paradoxica was created by Daniel Manning and Misha Stanton. Curses was written by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van Driesen and produced by Misha Stanton. Featuring Kristen DiMercurio as Sally Grissom, Katie Speed as Esther Roberts, Robin Gabrielli as Anthony Partridge, Rob Slotnick as Bill Donovan, and Lee Satterwhite as Quentin Barlow. Original music by Misha Stanton and by Eno Friedman Broadman. You can hear more at enoofficial.com or at enomusic.bandcamp.com. Come find us wherever we are on the internet. On our website, of course, rsparadoxica.com, where you can find episode transcripts or grab merch at our store. You can also reach us anytime on your social media of choice at rsparadoxica or at our email, rsparadoxica at gmail.com. This show is made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoy what we've done here, consider leaving us a nice review. And if you can pitch in anything to help us keep the lights on, go to patreon.com slash rsparadoxica and pledge to support us monthly. And finally, Ars Paradoxica is brought to you by the internet. What happens here doesn't stay here. It is broadcast loudly everywhere.